Hi, I'm Alisa. I'm Jess. And I'm EJ. And we're, and we're social, social disease. Oh, that was that was bad. I said the whole wrong thing. <laughs> it's at okay. I, I think our listeners least, forgive us. At least I said the right podcast. That's, I guess, the important thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but well, we're social okay. disease, a Degrassi podcast, and Elisa's okay. never seen Degrassi before, so... <laughs> Yeah. In this, the year of our Lord, 2021, Elisa is experiencing Degrassi the Next Generation for the first time. <laughs> and it's beautiful. Yeah, I was gonna say, have we done like a check-in with you in a while of like how you're how you're doing experiencing Degrassi? Oh my god, I feel like I'm being blessed by the Lord Himself. A, a journey that I am so grateful to be on. How have your opinions of the show and the characters changed since you started? I think I think the major change that I would say is that my opinion on Paige has changed significantly. Like I used to think so horribly of her, and now it's not like she's my BFF, but I don't hate her anymore. Okay. That's completely fair. And I think that's a huge drastic thing between season one and season two. Yeah, I I definitely think so. I think she goes through, like, a lot, and that makes her a much more kind of relatable person, just because... Up until then, she's been, like, a bitch with no provocation and <laughs> doesn't seem to have any, like, reason for being that way. Or, like, really anything else going on besides being a bitch. Yeah. I think they really gave her character more meat in season two. Besides, like, I'm the preppy bitch and I'm going to ruin everything for everyone. <laughs> yeah, she definitely has more depth. I feel like when they when they started out with Paige all they had for her character was like she's a queen bee she's the school mean girl and like that's it (laughs) yeah very like (laughs) two-dimensional yeah and and i think that that, uh, probably a lot of the characters started out like that is just kind of like baseline archetypes like toby was just like the nerd and jt was the class clown and spinner was the bully that didn't work out he's a terrible (laughs) bully Spinner is totally different than, like, what I think they intended him to be. Like, especially this episode. I think that this episode was really great for Spinner's character. Even though it was, like, the storyline was about Terry. I think that it was so great for Spinner because I was like, damn, Spinner is, like, such a sweet friend. Like, I mean, we've seen it with Jimmy and a whole bunch of other people. But, like, to be there for Terry like that, I think it was really sweet. Yeah. yeah. By the way, we're talking about the episode Mirror in the Bathroom, which is uh, the episode that goes into um, Toby's eating disorder. So trigger warning for anybody at the beginning of this episode. Um, and yeah, it's, so like to that point, the thing about Spinner's whole, like the way he acts in this episode, it's like it's. 
I liked it, but I also like it's very noticeable just like going through and watching all of the show like we are. Like his character is so inconsistent. <laughs> like they really couldn't decide what they were doing with him. They were like, he's a bully, but he's an excellent friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe they but, were um, waiting we for the any- actor. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Maybe they were waiting for the actor to, like, you know, show his personality. Yeah. But that I was going to say, do you have any special facts, Jess, before we dive into the meat of this episode? Let's see. This episode is named after the song Mirror in the Bathroom by The Beat, who I've never heard of. I remember that song, though. My mom loves all that 80s music. Okay. The mirror in the bathroom, blah, blah, blah. Do, 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 shout it, do. <laughs> I, okay, so I didn't know that song, and then you, you did that, and now I think I actually know that song. <laughs> I know, right? I, it's like one of those one-hit wonders, I think. Yeah, I've, like, I've definitely heard that before. Um, I still haven't. Then there's only one other fact. Um, this episode, this is the first episode in the Degrassi franchise that features a male suffering from an eating disorder. So I guess that was not a thing in Degrassi Junior High or Degrassi High. Mm. Oh. Yeah, I can see that. Um, they dealt with a lot of things in Degrassi Junior High and, and, and High that were just like, that were very like specific to the 80s and 90s also. Um, and I think that... Um, Degrassi, the next generation, does a really good job of kind of like bringing a lot of that stuff back and like modernizing it for the, mm-hmm. you know, like the early 2000s audience. Because um, that, yeah, that's like that's something you don't see ever is is like male portrayal of eating disorders and things like that. And it happens a lot. Like I'm, I'm, I'm glad that they went into like the whole, like the the sports culture and the the concept of making weight and how that's such a a big problem for like, especially like teen athletes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't experience any like men in my life that went through it, but I mean, it's definitely something that you hear about and rarely see but it's good to be portrayed in media yeah absolutely um yeah i'm just bummed that like we literally never hear about it again yeah yeah because it's something that is an issue that would have been a continuing problem yeah i mean he got cut from the team um and i think that the difference between like your average ED, at least uh, the difference between Toby's ED and my ED, is that, um, like, his isn't, like, compulsory. It's, like, he is doing what he's doing for a very specific reason. And once that reason is taken away, he no longer has a reason to put himself through what he's putting himself through. And that's, like, so, like, that's not how eating disorders work, like, from like a mental standpoint but I think that it kind of goes into like how easy it would be for that kind of thing to become compulsory um but yeah I don't I don't know about uh about y'all what you think about that I feel like it was kind of getting into it when he was like 
I don't want to be a nerd. I want to be a jock. I want to be popular. I like, cause I feel like that's kind of the beginning of like those kind of thoughts, those obsessive, mm-hmm. like I need to be better. I need to be someone better. Like, cause like when my eating disorder started, it wasn't, it wasn't like those kind of thoughts, but it was like, I'm not good enough. You mm-hmm. know, it wasn't like my body's not good enough. It was, I'm not good enough. And I feel like they kind of went into that with like, I want to be a jock. I want to be someone better, but they didn't go like in the, the full right direction, you know? Yeah. Like, the, as you said, like obsessive thinking compulsory, like I can't live without this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good point as to why maybe we never hear about it again. And like, it doesn't extend past just this one episode is because he's doing it very intentionally. It's not like, his brain is telling him to do it. It's him telling his brain, like, this is what we're doing now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, it, it, I think it's, like, going with what Elisa was saying, like, it goes, it, it really does, like, I think the episode does a good job of explaining that, like, this is the beginning stages of an eating disorder. And this is what it, like, here's how bad it could get for you mm-hmm. if you, you know... Um, if you're in this situation and, um, like you're, it's kind of like a, they they do this with a lot of issues. It's like they, they put a lot of characters through like a crash course and something terrible happening. So it's, it's kind of like, uh, like a, a cautionary tale. So it's just like Toby in one episode went through both symptoms of anorexia and bulimia. He alienated all of his friends he uh, was missing out on the things in his life that he enjoys. And the episode is just like, you know, it just like ticked all the boxes for like, here's all the bad shit that can happen to you if you have an eating disorder. Um, so I think it was effective that way. Not maybe not completely realistic, but effective. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and- a kid watching it may have been suffering from like one or two of those things Mm -hmm. or like be just at the beginning of having an eating disorder themselves and then see the episode and be like oh wow maybe I need to talk to somebody or maybe I need to get help yeah exactly yeah and as we were talking about earlier like they just crammed as much eating disorder stuff into this episode as they could like laxatives anorexia bulimia they were just like let's put everything in and maybe a kid will <laughs> see this and, you know, maybe they were doing it because they were like, you know, maybe some kid will see something in this episode and relate. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, and this episode was like, um, I, I thought like all the characters were kind of at their best in this episode, obviously, except Toby. But Toby doesn't really have a best. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, JT was such a fucking good friend. And Ashley was, like, an awesome big sister. Um, and, like, a realistic big sister. She was kind of, like, ripping on him. But also was, like, uh, you know, when the when the situation called for it, she was, like, there for him and trying to help him out. And I thought that was And really going great. to his best friend who she can't stand yes. for help. Yeah. I loved that. I I think that that line that that delivery of JT's line when she comes up to him and she says I don't have time for your little fantasy and he goes okay let's talk about yours 
I was like, my boy. <laughs> I love this child. Yeah, JG is one of my favorite characters at this point. He just is always so funny. I know. He is, he is such a quippy little weirdo. I like him. And Ryan Cooley's such a good actor. Like, he's 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 like perfect for this sort of show you know what i mean mm-hmm. like he has his moments where i'm just like damn you're a really good actor but then there's other moments where i'm like okay yeah this is clearly like a canadian team soap opera <laughs> <laughs> i wonder if he's done other stuff i want to look him up on imdb i don't think he did a whole lot after degrassi he looks completely different than he used to i know that he like got married and just like I think he just has a totally normal life now. Wow, interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. Wild. All his credits were like all his credits are either Degrassi related or they took place before he left. Hmm. Let's see. He was on an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Really? Oh yes. Shit. Well, we have to watch that for a Halloween special. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> On three three episodes in the year 2000. Oh, wow. yeah. He was in The Color of Friendship on the Disney Channel. I he was? For sure. Yeah, he played, like, one of their friends. Oh, my God. I love that movie. Yeah, none of his credits are post to Grassy, so. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I cannot wait for the episode with the penis pump. Oh, my oh, God. God. I forgot about that. I honestly forgot about that <laughs> until you just said penis pump. Need that episode. I need it. <laughs> the context for that, Elisa, is going to blow your fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait because all I know is JT gets a penis pump. Oh, Good, that's shit, all you that's need. Actually, true. Like, knowing oh knowing only what we know about JT at this point, yeah. Oh God. Um. So. Do we want to talk about Terry McGregor? Yeah, sure. And how weird it is that Paige and Hazel immediately assume she was shoplifting. I was just about to say that. Like, how horrible friends. We were watching the episode this morning and Sydney was like, why are they just automatically assuming she's stealing? Because they're bitches. Like, my only my only way of giving them the benefit of the doubt was, like, I don't know, maybe just because, like, they know how much money she usually has. But yeah. that's not a good enough reason. But at the same time, it's like, you can't steal a cell phone and have a cell phone plan. True. That, like, that's not how that works. Um, yeah. So, also, like, how early 2000s was Spinner going through her phone and being like wireless internet (laughs) (laughs) oh my but it was just and like the fact that Paige felt like she was entitled to the information and she was like how dare she not tell me I was like oh my god like I'll lay off when she tells me where the money is coming from like she doesn't owe you shit come on like you're not exactly a great friend Paige and (laughs) like you also just like stole Spinner from her only to not date him. Yeah. Um, so. And honestly, in this episode, there was another, like, very good opportunity for Spinner and Terry to get together. Ugh, I know. 
I wish that they did. This episode was such a cute, like, intro to if they did start dating. I know. They would be adorable together, and this episode, like, proved it. It did. Yeah, that would have been... Because, like, they had... They had a lot of, like, moments like this early on when Spinner had a crush on Terry. And mm-hmm. it's, like, it it really just, like, it brings out a different side of Spinner. He's so nice with her and genuine. Ugh. Rip. Rip Spinner's <laughs> cute character. And he he is, like, a nice, genuine guy in general. But I feel like we only see that side of him when it comes to, like, girls he's dating true um and i like i like random character muhammad who just shows up to be an asshole and then we never see him oh yeah and then we never see muhammad again (laughs) really because he was such an asshole in this episode like i thought maybe this was a new character well and not only was he such an asshole but he um they put so much stock into what he had to say i know like she let him she let him like bully her into quitting her job. I know. And it's just like this is like a no one person. Like we we don't know this guy. He's just like he comes from nowhere that we've ever seen before. Like it I think if it was like an established character who was bullying her, that might yeah. be different. But I think they probably didn't want to risk like established characters becoming unsympathetic. Yeah, because if it was, like, Jimmy or something, then we would all remember forever, like, that he was mean to Terry about being a plus-size model. Yeah. And Jimmy's a king. He wouldn't fucking do that. Well, yeah, that too. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, like, yeah, I think that that was, that was an issue I had with that part. But, like, also, it's so funny, like, watching this, I was like, man, that kind of shit happened to me when I was in high school. And now looking back on it, it's just like, boy, that boy just wanted to fuck her, like, so bad. <laughs> and he was, oh like, my- mad at his dick about it. <laughs> <laughs> Men who call women fat just want to fuck them so bad. <laughs> I can't this how many times. In this particular instance, I was just like boy, you know, he's paying, like, a fuck ton of attention to this person he doesn't know. And I think, like, <laughs> that also is, like, because he doesn't know her and he's not an established character, he, like, goes out of his way to, like, talk to her. That's what makes it seem even more like he just wants to fuck her. Yeah, yeah that's a really good point. I did not go there with Muhammad, but, like, I can see it. It's like when you're on dating apps and guys are like, hey, what's up? And you're like, no, thanks. And they're like, well, you're a fat bitch anyway. Yeah, yep. like, I didn't want you anyway, you dumb cunt. Like, yes, you fucking did. Like, okay, <laughs> then why'd you fucking message me? Sorry, I didn't realize everything that you do is somehow, like, some confusing joke that only you're in on. <laughs> yeah, right. Ugh, <laughs> uh, men are the worst. <laughs> so true. So I was, like scrolling um tiktok a lot the last couple weeks and there is this um this thing going around where they're like tell me um if you are in a healthy fulfilling relationship with a man um tell me what that man is like because i need help picturing it and every single person that answers they're like he's trans yep (laughs) like that's how uh (laughs) Yeah, that tracks. 
because like and I've been watching these two like at the beginning every single one I'm just like yeah how are you gonna get out of this one like how are you actually gonna convince me that like your husband is a good person and then every single one is like he's trans I'm like okay that's fine <laughs> <laughs> makes perfect sense he's probably also very good at sex yeah <laughs> but yeah Mohammed was trash. I'm glad he only lasted for an episode. Um, what else happened in this episode? So, like, Paige actually was pretty okay in this episode. Like, she stood up for Terry um, when Mohammed was being a trash beast. And... Yeah, because she strikes me as the type to also kind of make fun, like, like quote-unquote good-naturedly make fun of her friend for being a plus-size model. <laughs> but I'm yeah. glad that she did it. I feel like season one page would have. Yeah. But season two page, I feel like you can see that she's kind of maturing in the background a little bit. Um, Cause she was just like her instinct, her immediate instinct was just like go off on Muhammad. And I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Drag him. Oh my God. And she looks so beautiful in this episode too. Terry. Terry. Yes. Her hair yeah. and makeup were just so perfect like that silver eyeshadow and shit I was like you're gorgeous uh yeah that's she's like how I always wanted to look when I was that age but like the thing about Terry is that she just has a round face like she's really not even like a big person um but like I don't know I guess by like tv standards but I just remember watching this episode and being like, oh my god, I love her hair, I love her makeup, I love all of her outfits and her, like, little layered jackets with t-shirts. I thought that was so cute. Ugh, Terry. They Terry is really cute. I, I love Terry. Terry was a big missed opportunity in this show. because Oh, she's yeah. Just, she's just the best. Yeah, I always wish they had given Terry more to do. Yeah. What else? What else? What else? Um, do we want to talk more about how Toby sucks? Toby sucks. <laughs> so, like, obviously we're sensitive to the fact that Toby was going through a really difficult thing in this episode. But also... <laughs> yeah, but... Toby was a piece of shit. Like, his his whole thing where he's just like... Hey, take a picture of me for the yearbook. Kendra, oh my do you want to get up on this? And Kendra's like, what the fuck? <laughs> She's like, absolutely not. Kendra's like, yeah. I'm 12. What are you doing? <laughs> oh my god. And then he was just such a bad friend of JT this episode. Like, he was so mean. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, get when, like, you're going through something mentally. Like, you alienate your friends. But it's like, it's it's hard to watch. <laughs> I guess to be totally fair, JT was the one at the beginning of the episode who put the idea into Toby's head that he's invisible. So, um, oh yeah, he, he was the one who was just like you're just slightly invisible, and Toby was yeah, like, "Well, he mentioned that, but I feel like Toby already knew that." Yeah, probably. Um, also, like the the, the beginning of this episode cracked me up because it was just like. Toby, the, the, the morning announcements and they're like, Toby Isaacs came in third in this nerd competition. Thank and everyone's you. like, mm. and then like, they're like, Sean also did a thing. And Miss Kwan turns around and looks at Sean and goes, 
that's fantastic. Sean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, damn, Miss Kwan, like, I know everybody hates Toby, but like, you have to be chill about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Miss Kwan can't get in on the hating. Miss Kwan just wants to fucking curb stomp that kid. You know. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Kwan knows what's up. I love Miss Kwan. I wish like we got more storylines around Miss Kwan. Me too. She's awesome. I like. She just she just gets like every time I see her, I'm just like, oh good. She reminds me like legitimately of teachers I had in high school. Who, like, especially English teachers, like, all of my English teachers were, like, kind of bitchy, but, like, had their obvious favorites. Mm-hmm. And I just love that. <laughs> That's how I feel like I would be if I was a teacher. Oh, yeah, totally. I could see that 100%. Also, you would be my favorite teacher. <laughs> That's how that would work. Because you would obviously, I would be your favorite student. And that's oh, just yeah. the rule. <laughs> For sure, skis. I've been swearing a lot in this episode. My apologies. No, <laughs> don't apologize. Okay. We're marked as explicit, so. Oh, good. Fuck, fuck, fuckity fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I wonder if it that? comes off as weird that, like, we're marked as explicit, but we're talking about, like, a children's show. Oh no! If you if you go on Twitter and look up any Degrassi themed Twitter account, it's just like a bunch of people who watch Degrassi as children who are now just like time to fucking rip on these people. Oh, all good. <laughs> yeah, um, which is why I really need to make a Twitter account for the show, and I just keep not doing it. Um, yes, but what else happened in this episode? I can't even remember. Honestly, I think that was kind of everything. Yeah, I think we touched on everything. (sighs) It's a good... It it was a pretty good episode, I feel like. Like, we... Oh, except for... What? Snake. I said except for Snake being the only person that actually gave a shit about Toby's um, third place nerd competition win. Oh, good for Snake. (laughs) Once again, Snake is the best and can do no wrong, and I love him. (sighs) We don't deserve Snake. We don't. In the next episode, you got to bring more Snake tweets. I do. I did this this episode. Um, But yeah, he's been been putting out some bangers lately, so I'll definitely have them prepared. (laughs) I love Stefan Brogren. Call me Stefan Brogren. We'll hang out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you can follow us at Social Disease Pod on Instagram and Facebook, and soon to be Twitter. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get that going at some point. Hell <laughs> yeah! And um, I guess. Uh, I guess we'll just see you next episode. Yeah. Hell yeah. More Degrassi nonsense. And snake tweets. And snake tweets. And snake tweets. (laughs) All right. Well, talk to you guys later. Adios, my friends. All right. Bye bye. Bye.